Welcome to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. Innovative technology simplified with the Encore Systems designers, Jeff Grove and Clark Von Trotha. Here's your host, Luke Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the Encore Audio Video Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Anderson. With me, Clark Von Trotha, Jeff Hello, Grove. Luke. Hello, Clark. Uh, Clark is very Hello, proud Luke. of himself because he has the microphone right now. Yeah. I have screwed up. We are in the uh, beautiful Encore Audio Video showroom. Uh, right now, but uh, we only have two microphones. So if there is any delay between these two gentlemen uh, barking at each other, they have graciously agreed to share a mic, and I get my own, so I can talk as often and as frequently. You're as I landing want. the plane, as we well. Say. Hey, listen, we know who the most important person here we is. Do. We do, and somehow I still got a mic. I don't know how it worked, <laughs> but this is how we are. Neither of you wanted to sit next to me. We can admit that. Uh, today we are going to talk about something uh, that I actually just went through at my home. Uh, and that is lighting. We just did a kind of refresh of the lighting fixtures, uh, but it goes well beyond that. It's not yeah. just how the lighting looks aesthetically from the, the fixtures, but it's the way that you choose the color of your lighting, the control of your lighting, indoor, outdoor. There's so much going yeah. on. But, uh, Clark, let's start with the technology behind lighting. Uh, the, the miraculous thing is there has been this shift from incandescent to now LED, yeah. but technology goes way beyond that. What are the latest, greatest, and what are the things that we need to think about with just the technology yeah. before we do anything yeah, else? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, starting with lighting a control, I mean, having uh, an identification of what you're putting in, whether it's LED, dimmable LED, or incandescent, like you are saying, or many, many other types of, of fixture and lamp solutions, you know, you have to really look at that and you have to look at um, what kind of load you're dealing with. And then, and then ultimately, what are the requirements of that? So for example, a dimmable LED is going to require uh, and be, especially towards the end of the dimming cycle, it's going to take very, very little energy. And so a lot, some dimmers just turn off because they can't yep. register, you know, that it's such a small amount of, of energy that they're requiring. And so um, using dimmers that we use, for example, that are um, adaptive phase dimmers, allows us to um, be more flexible with different options for the client. And um, that, you know, having that kind of gap where at the very, very end of the dim cycle, it doesn't quite catch it, yeah. and it just goes off quickly, um, you can eliminate that. Okay. Um, so that's, that's one, I think, really important kind of change. Uh, and then one other change that I think is really important for people to realize is you can... Um, Look at your whole lighting system more holistically, yeah, and not just think about it from like oh room by room and how, how do I do this and that, but like what are the what are the the kind of holistic visions of the house um, and have it change for example seasonally or have it change uh, for varying um, uses of a space, um, but but have control holistically completely of the house sure. whether you're home or not. So that's a that's a big part of it as well. Well, one one of the things that's consistent and and Jeff, I'll ask you this. Um, because it's it's such a common theme in all the conversations that we have, uh, whether it's you know your entertainment system, whether it's security, any of these things, it all kind of starts with the end in mind. What are you trying to accomplish? But we always end up going back to that foundational stuff, which is you know making sure you have the right controls, the right wiring, the right setup for this. So when you start a conversation with somebody that says, "Hey, I want to upgrade my lighting." You start them by telling you what their 
overall goal is, but what are the what are the parts where you have to start really thinking what's possible? That make There's sense? yeah, there. The, so we have to we have to think about it's not really the fixtures. However, some fixtures today do have the actual LED lamps, for lack of a better term, built into them. But ultimately, we need to know um, what each load is. So what are we controlling? Is is it LED? Is it some form of halogen or incandescent? Is it a fluorescent? What, you know, all, all of those terms, we need to know what that is to start with. Um, the next part is, do you want it to be dimmable or not? So, you know, are we just turning a light on and off or do we want to be able to adjust how bright it is? How much, how much needs to go in, whether it's going to be dimmable manually or, or digitally, I suppose. So if you're doing it as part of an integrated system, um, the, the digital terminology is, is going to be more accurate. Um, if you just wanted to have a slider on your wall, then that's not really us. That, yep. That's, you know, that's kind of the old fashioned style of dimming. Um, and and kind of to, to Clark's point as well, all of these different types of bulb technologies uh, work a little differently with, with the dimmers. And ultimately, what I call building thresholds on each of those loads. So I'll just use an LED as an example. Typically, LEDs don't turn on until they have at least 20 to maybe 30% of the power coming into them. And then once they do turn on, they're not very bright, which is good. That's a low level. But ultimately, then what we don't want to use that first 20 to 30% of dimming because it's irrelevant. It it, it basically, once we get to, let's say it's 25%, that LED turns off, the next step down from 25 should be zero. It shouldn't go to 24 and 23 because those are irrelevant numbers. So building those thresholds are pretty important to make sure that the, the ramping from the lowest amount of light that this this lamp can produce to the highest amount it can produce is relevant. And then on the other side of that, LEDs typically, once you get up to 80, 85%, you can't tell the difference on Between how bright that it is. 100%. Correct. So you're looking at 25 to 85% is really where you want to be dimmable. Right. But to the end user, to it the, will still be one through a hundred correct? because you don't want to make correct. it too difficult for them. Okay. Exactly. So, so we have to determine those things and that's kind of a load by load thing. It's, you know, so it's, it's whether that's one lamp, one fixture or a bank of 12 can lights in the ceiling, if they're all being controlled from a single location, that's a single load. Yep. So the other parts that we have to think about are um, wattage and, uh, it's just making sure those calculations aren't going to overload a dimmer. Uh, and, and there's ways around that as well. If if we have something that's really, really large, and I've run into it before, you know, we've had customers that have chandeliers that have, you know, 50 lamps in them. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> well, in the, in the old days of incandescent lamps, uh, if those were all 25 or 30 Watts each, that's, a lot of wattage, more than a traditional dimmer of any type can handle. Okay. With LEDs, it's a little different because typically they're, what, three, four, five watts, so they're really small. We're in a much safer place. But still, we need to do those counts. We need, we need to make sure that we're 
not going to overload anything and everything's going to work properly moving forward. So to answer your question, the first step is to figure out what, what do they want to control? Yes. What, what are we, what are we dealing with to control? And then we can get into some of the, the other specifics uh, and I'll open the door to what color temperature do you want? Well, that was the question I was going to ask Clark and Clark there, you know, we talk about control and obviously the amount of light is, is one thing, but uh, the color, which Jeff alluded to, yeah. what about like direction of light and the amount of saturation that you get? Cause especially with, you know, we're in the, the home theater room here at the audio, Encore Audio Video Showroom, and there's there's very low lights in the back of the room, but the lighting is set up strategically in certain yeah. places. So, yeah, I mean, that, that plays in. Control? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you can control uh, the placement, certainly, if you get early on in the project and, and where the lighting is in the space. And that, that affects, you know, um, video, obviously, as well. Sure. Um, we've talked about that in the past. But, but in terms of. I think color temperature is a really interesting conversation, uh, and that gets into a lot of trends in the lighting industry right now. Um, you know, and there, there's trends of circadian rhythm and, and and health benefits of light and temperature control and matching that to the outdoors. But it's also about um, certain people have a tendency to have a you know I like the light on a more cooler t- color temperature. I want it on a warmer color temperature, or I want to change the color of the lights. Uh, and that's become more and more popular with uh, all kinds of things, including LED strip lighting. Um, we're getting into color color of lights. You know, I've been to many uh, spaces that are you know media rooms where people want to kind of change the color of lighting around the TV um, based on what they're watching. Okay, uh, and that's kind of an interesting thing where you can kind of move a color wheel effectively and select different colors and kind of create a, a more uh, an easier experience on the eyes. Based on, on what you're viewing, um, and that becomes more prominent, you know, obviously with LED, but certainly with OLED displays and things like that, and I, and so on. So yeah, I imagine that probably be useful for the holidays as well. I mean, we have Halloween coming up. Absolutely, oh, my it's orange and purple today. Sure, and yeah, then it's green and red. Next yeah, week. so if you're into more festive lighting outside sure. and certainly inside, that's yeah. something that can be handled as well. So we we've, we've seen that, or if you know, I know Luke, you like to do your home disco. So we, oh, we well, I, I didn't want to get into that, but that, well, you guys happen. You guys have the only thing I've yeah. ever asked you guys to set up. Yeah. Is the disco ball that automatically lowers right. when I That's yell right. out who's got disco right. fever and that works there perfectly. There you go. Exactly um, right. So, you know, when yeah. certain teams win, I, I don't want to say <laughs> what happens after that, but you know, we, we can go. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, that definitely color, color temperature for sure uh, and getting control of that. And and also, direct. you asked about directions of light. Sure, yeah. And, um, you know, obviously that's, there's, there's a lot of basis with that, but that could affect other things like uh, outdoor lighting in the house and security sure. and having certain, you know, when this trips, this alarm, you know, would, may come on and then the lights would come on, which then affects cameras, but control of that. So, um, uh, so you get the most coverage of that, you know, it might be like, we might push that brighter than usual uh, in, in that scenario, for yeah. example. So that could be something that could be programmed in where it pushes the light ramping that Jeff was alluding to. Too, so. Well, that's something that Jeff always loves talking about is these scenes that we can set, right? The front door opens and the hall lights go to a certain temperature, the kitchen lights, whatever. And setting these scenes, it, it doesn't have to be something that is static. It can adjust as the amount of light coming into your home as the seasons change adjusts. What are... What are what are the limits and, and are there limits to what you can do with the amount of scenes that you have if you're on a Control 4 system or you know a fully integrated uh, setup with your lighting? There's not really a, 
limit. Sure. <laughs> so, what's it, the coolest one that you've seen? What's what's your favorite? Um, you know, it it depends on the size of the home and and all of those different things. But I would say, with most of the homes we have, you're you're talking maybe two to four scenes a room per room per room. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's not much different than what I live with um, in the rooms that are important. You know the the great room, kitchen, family room, the the living room being separate the master bedroom, and then my theater area. Uh, th- those all have two to four lighting scenes. What are the scenes in your theater room? You have television, um, movie. I, I actually named them something simpler than that just because it, it was confusing to other people. So so I have a, um, a bright or all-on type scene. Sure. I have a mid-level scene, and then I have a low scene. Okay. And it, it is exactly what it sounds like. One of them basically turns all the lights on to almost a hundred percent. Kind of not like we talked earlier. Yep. Not you really. Don't need a hundred percent. But it's yeah. on bright enough that if I'm going to go up there and vacuum and clean and whatnot, it'll I can scatter see the things. cockroaches. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, the mid scene is is definitely more of a hey, maybe we're going to watch TV and we brought some food up there so we want to actually be able to see what we're eating. Yeah, you have to make sure that each nacho that you take off the plate has a proportional balance that is of correct. cheese and beef Absolutely. and sour cream and yep. guacamole. I get it. Yep, yep. And then that low scene is, hey, I'm, we're, we're going to go watch a movie. There might be popcorn and drinks in hand. Yeah. But, you know, so, so bright enough that you could actually sort of see what you're eating just like you can in an actual movie theater. Uh, but low enough that definitely doesn't affect anything to do with the the visual side of of the screen and all that stuff. So sure. it, it's the it's the movie mode. Yeah, Clark. What are the triggers that we can set up if we're looking at having it? We I know we've talked about it in the past. The garage yeah. door opens. You can have a lighting scene that goes with that. What are the other triggers that we can do to set these scenes other than you know manually going in? I know it's very difficult with the way you guys set it up. You have to pull out your smartphone and use that one app that controls everything. I know, it's rough. Uh, but what are, what are some of the other triggers that people can set up? Yeah, I mean, so you could have a a, a, a simple setup where you, uh, so getting to scenes, some some other options in that, because kind of dovetails, in, dovetails into this conversation. Um, you know, it might be like an entertainment scene. Yeah. It could be an emergency scene. You know, it could be a, 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 I'm away, you know, on vacation scene. Uh, where and I want those the, control the lighting and those yeah. control the blinds and those control the yeah, entertainment so all, system. So those are all integrated. Yeah, awesome. it's all part of that integration. Um, same app doing everything, kind of one app to rule them all, sort of. Yep. Uh, the other, another real popular one you mentioned is entry points. You know, yep. so you're coming in from maybe the garage or the front entry, and and you could even have a fob on your keychain that would, oh. you know, okay. Get the get the station ready because you want to hear Luke talk about the game before you turn it on. But, or it could be you know the TV going ESPN or whatever. But you're when you're watching in the house, it's also illuminating that pathway in. Um, but that door opens, so you open the door from the garage. Yep. Is that the trigger point for uh, for the lighting to come on? Well, in the case of a fob, you're doing it from that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. In the case of um, uh, in terms of it could be a scene that you select. Yeah. So you're, you're physically selecting it from the app, saying I'm home or, or nice. you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and I'll give it to Jeff on some more because there's a lot you can get yeah. into with scenes. But one other I think really important element to think about with scenes is 
how you use the house. And, and, and one of the nice features of Control 4, without getting into a lot of terminologies, is, is it can, say when you're away, focus on the patterns of the lighting in the house specifically, amongst other things. And then when you say vacation, it's mirroring those lights coming on. So they may come on at different times and, and different elements at different days. Very cool. So I use that every day. Awesome. When I go to work, my house is still coming on <laughs> as if I'm house home. Is alive. Yeah, because, you know, for obvious reasons, but it's but it's mirroring the the lighting activity of when I am home. There you go. So yeah, and then I think Jeff wanted to add to that because there was a few other things to put in there. Yeah, there's so we have a customer that has a a pretty advanced lighting system. And um he's got just as one example, he's got this stairway that that the stairs are are they're open and it's kind of a cir- circular uh, staircase and there are toe kick lights that are underneath every stair. Yep. And he's got motion detectors that are part of the control force system that when they see you approaching the stairs, it turns on those toe kicks. Awesome. And then, and then after they haven't seen motion for, I don't think it's very long. If I remember a lot, right. It, it may be 30 seconds they automatically turn off. And there's also something just in the subtlety of setting up these scenes where they're not going to be abrupt. You can set them so that they fade in, fade that's, out. Yeah, that's a huge thing. And that that's one of my kind of, I, I really grapple on to that because I don't like lights that just, as, as you said, turn on and off abruptly. It drives me crazy. <laughs> sure. And and with the, the technology we have, we don't need that. So, whether you want that light to come on over one second, three seconds, five seconds, turn off in the same way. Maybe there's a, a scene, I'll use my theater as an example. My all off scene for that room turns the lights off strategically, kind of from the back of the room to the front of the room slowly, including there's, for my theater, it's it's upstairs. So there's a, a light, a scont on the wall and the, the lights on the ceiling in my in that room, as well as the sconce in the hall, take about 30 seconds to completely turn off. It gives you enough time to get out sure. of the room without it turning dark on you. But by the time you're out of the room, if you turn around, the lights have turned off. Yeah. So it, it's thinking about things like that as well. And that's the kind of stuff that I love dealing with that stuff. That that kind of fun of attention to detail is is ultimately what it's about for me. Yeah, there's you know there's the old adage: if it's done right, you won't notice it. So if the lights come on abruptly, you'll notice it because it gives you a little bit of that jarring feel. But you add in that little extra time and detail, so subtle because if you do it for one second, yeah. nobody's really going to notice. But it does take some of that ease and tension off. We've talked a little bit about the circadian rhythms finding the right temperatures, finding the right lighting settings. We've got the scenes. You mentioned the security part, Clark, about having the vacation setting on. When we think about lighting, I think a lot of people keep their head inside of the house, but there's also the home. Of course, you can set up the security lights and have everything that goes from the home out, but we have to think kind of differently if we're talking about outdoor lighting in terms of landscaping. What are some of the things that have to be considered when you're talking about setting up for your garden party or, or just having uh, an evening outdoors? Well, lighting, you know, now, interestingly enough, when you mentioned landscape lighting, there's new lighting that we're dealing with that also encompasses sound. 
So the actual uh, fixture is itself cool. is also a speaker, and it could be along, let's say, a walkway or something like that. And so tying that on so you could have it, so that's together. So the lighting and the sound might be part of that garden party, in fact, effectively. That can be done uh, in a really cool way with array speakers and, and of course, you know, um, uh, pedest- lighting that's on, you know, kind of pedestal basis that goes into the ground, and then it's all run in series back to the main system in the house. Is it but possible tr- to set up those array speakers so it feels like there's a wild animal enclosing in on one of your guests? <laughs> and can you pick the guest? Is this a Halloween party you're planning, I think Luke? so, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it I'm might just be. Curious. Just curious. I, I'm just curious. I, I, think I don't have anything in be. mind, just a random It question. might be. I, I don't know. I, sounds like a fun party, though. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, but... Uh, you know, in terms of considerations, um, it's really getting with Jeff and I and, and sitting down and saying, okay, here's what I want to do and here's what I'm considering to buy. Yep. Um, will this work? Can you integrate it or not? And if not, what, what do you recommend? Yeah. Just so we're involved early in the conversation. It's, it's, it's much harder when Jeff and I come out and you're like, okay, you've already bought this whatever setup and we have to be the guy who tells you, well... That's not going to integrate very well or at all, or not, not in the best, that's probably not the best choice, you know, and there's a lot of ways to do it. There are systems that are both low voltage and high voltage that can do uh, landscape lighting. So, but that's, that's a bigger conversation that we probably have than just the podcast, but come see us and we can help with that. Perfect. Jeff, would you add anything to that? Just from the landscaping standpoint, because it's, you're not depending on how big the space is, there's probably factors that uh, are incorporated to do it as well. It's really just an extension of the same idea from inside the house to outside. So it's how do you want those lights to to cover the space? Uh, is it is it just a decor thing, or is it actually for being able to see what you're doing? So we're we just trying to light up a tree or something, or or we actually want to have a space that you can go live in. Yeah, and and then are we just talking on off? Are we talking dimmers? Are we talking adjustable um, color temperatures, all of those same things are true with these newer systems. And there's some pretty hip stuff out there right now. We, we've Give me an example. Um, so there's a, there's a lighting company that works really well with Control 4 that all of the outdoor lighting is low voltage. So your landscape professional can install said product we can integrate with the product simply by getting a an internet or or network connection to the main brain of this system and then literally control every single light with color and brightness infinitely individually individually get out of town it's freaking cool we (laughs) just we just did uh, a very large system of this um, a client of ours that they they had it put in just before they got married. They got married on their property. Um, I was unfortunately out of town for the wedding, but I, oh, I saw you some, missed a wedding. So I, I didn't I didn't get to see the actual or do the gig, but slide. but I, I have exactly. <laughs> but I did get to see some pictures of the space and cool. and 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 whatnot, and and it it's it's just breathtaking that what that lighting does. So some really cool stuff, and of course to Clark's point, there are some options that we can talk about that, that integrate audio as well. A little different product, but whatever. It, ultimately, it's it's back to that, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, what, what is it that you want? Yeah. And let's work around that. Well, I think that's a, that's kind of a pretty good place to, to put a 
put a pin in this until the next time we talk about lighting because the technology, just like everything else we've been talking about, televisions, audio, uh, uh, Wi-Fi, networking, there seems to be advances all the time. I'm sure it's something we'll revisit again in the future. But for now, I think the biggest point and takeaway is I think come in here and have a conversation about what is possible to come in with your vision of what you'd like to do. Having a staircase that lights up as you walk up it, having the ability to control every individual bulb in the entire garden. It, it all sounds uh, pretty fantastic, but I think that if you have the conversation first, you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches. Do I have that about right? Absolutely. All right. Well, absolutely. Luke. Showroom is right here, 14th yeah. and Everett in the Pearl District. Uh, we talked about this in the last podcast. The neighborhood looks great, which is fantastic. Uh, so come on down. Uh, any any worries about coming into downtown Portland, I think, uh, are, are melting away. Um, but you can also start with the website or a phone call on karateovideo.com. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Thank you for being flexible with the microphones. Hopefully it was a good listening experience for everybody. No, it worked great. Thanks, Luke. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate it, Luke. Thanks. All right. Uh, Encore Audio Video Podcast available on odyssey.com or anywhere you find your podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode soon. Thank you for listening to the Encore Audio Video Podcast. If you have questions about today's topic or to schedule your free consultation with Jeff and Clark, go to EncoreAudioVideo.com.